is Stanley Cox. I'm nine years old. When I grow up, I want to be a singer. My name is Kevin Tyree. I am six years old. When I grow up, I want to be a football player. My name is Jasmine Lynn Morris. I am seven years old. When I grow up, I want to be a dancer. My name is Stephen Gary Cox. I am eight years old. When I grow up, I want to be a rapper. My name is Janae Dominique Cox. When I grow up, I want to be a doctor. Dreams are real, all you have to do is just What's up, what's up? Happy Sunday, fam, fam. And it is the last Sunday in March. Time flying. I feel like we just started the year, but here we are. April is right around the corner. I feel like we didn't even have a winter for real. But that's a whole other conversation for another day. As we all know, dreams are something that we always try to attain as a kid. As we get older, sometimes dreams become deferred, or they can be like a raisin in the sun when they shrivel up. See what I did there? <laughs> Either way, dreams are necessary for us to try to attain goals or have some set structure in our life. So, enough of me chatting. Let's get real. How's it going? Uh, I feel like I've literally been talking to y'all every Sunday of the month of March. Because I feel like March is full of manifestation. So, if I'm trying to manifest my podcast getting picked up, don't consistency got to go hand in hand? Which brings us to the conversation for today's episode, Dreams. Yes, I feel like Dreams by Ashanti is the best song to use when it comes to dreams because y'all know me. It's the it's the point of using the children to express their dreams and also the the role that Ashanti took to, to fulfill her dreams. And how looking at, let's just say, an aspect of all women, because they're still in March, how everybody's path is different. Everybody goes a different way. And sometimes the tutelage that you're given is from the best of the best, but it applies and what works for them. So I just feel like let's talk about dreams. I feel like I've been a lot, I've been super heavy lately on conversations of society and politics. So I kind of want to lighten the load. And I feel like loyalty falls into politics too in just a little bit, but I kind of want to lighten the load, kind of give a little inspiration, a little motivation, you know what I'm saying? Especially if we ending out the month of Women's Women's History Month. Ended off with a high note of empowerment and fortitude. And that's where I'm at right now. So, Dreams by Ashanti just hit the best because I just feel like that's that's where it is. And I feel like, like I said before, as we get older, as adults, dreams don't really seem like dreams as much as we're trying to attain a goal. And it's like, maybe we need to get back to just dreaming because dreaming is where it's more innocent and there's more so of a passion behind it to want to attain it rather than a dollar sign. So let's talk about dreams. Um, so, you know, as kids, you will always be asking, like, let's say elementary school, you know, what are your dreams? You know, what do you want to be when you get older? Or like when you're in college, like, what's your five-year plan? Where do you see yourself in five years? Like, what do you aspire, which is part of dreaming? What do you aspire to be? What do you aspire to implement and change um, in the, in today's society? And how will you pull, play your part in the world to be the change you want to see or be the difference or live that dream out loud, Right. And I feel like we're told to dream big as kids because you're asked, like, what do you want to be? I want to be a firefighter. Well, what do you want to be, Joseph? Oh, I want to be a police officer. Uh, what do you want to be, Amanda? Oh, I want to be, you know, the president, first female president of the United States, right? And when kids say it, it's never anything where we're thinking, like, oh, my God, that's, that's outrageous. It's something that's never going to happen. But what do we do instead? We encourage them. 
There's an encouragement behind it when Joey says, I want to be a police officer. There's encouragement when Amanda says, I want to be the first female president of the United States. Why? Because we've seen more for less. We've had a black president. We have a female vice president. You know what I'm saying? So anything is possible is being willing to know in your mind that you have to go for it. But that encouragement from the adult is what actually propels us to feel like it's attainable, right? But why is it that as we get older, let's say in our teen years, let's say around the times we're about to go into college and your parents are like, well, what do you want to do? And back then you wanted to be a musician. Now you still want to be a musician, which has been your longtime passion. But your parents are like, well, music don't pay the bills. Music going to do nothing but a dandy. You need something solidified. You need something solid. Where now, now the dreams are now deferred. Where it's like, are they going to dry up or am I going to water them to keep pushing for not doing it for them, but for me? I feel like sometimes we get into a space where we let others' dreams deter us from where our real destination of our dream is. I'll put it to you like this. People can't tell you where you should go if they've never been on the path that you've traveled. Okay? A lot of people that I know personally... um, and I'm not saying that I'm better. I'm not saying whatever. So I'm going to just give that disclaimer now. People I know personally could never, a lot of my circle could never tell me how to live my life. A lot of my circle could not guide me to tell me to step outside and just live out the edge and be spontaneous. I'm that friend that could do it for them, which probably why I'm always deemed as a, the strong friend, because I've experienced a lot of life, not just emotionally, but literally physically and mentally. I've experienced a lot of life where it's like they're trying to get where I've been or they are where I've been or they're going where I've been. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of insight and intel I'm able to share and provide where probably why a lot of my friends come to me. Now, when I say a lot of my friends can't tell me where to go on my path is because a lot of my friends never left home. A lot of my friends never went to college. A lot of my friends never worked two jobs and put themselves through their grad school program, accounting at that. A lot of my friends never just went to college on a whim and never seen the campus. A lot of my friends haven't moved over seven states away from there, from the hometown we've been in. A lot of my friends haven't been raised as only children to explore and be put into activities to understand the true essence of adversity. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of what I've been exposed and experienced to through my little 32 years of life, and I'm going to say little because it's only the beginning, a lot of my friends can't attest to. A lot of my friends never been out the country. A lot of my friends never been to Europe. A lot of my friends never played sport in another country. You feel me? So like, there's a lot of things that I can say I'm probably best for my friends to come to than me to go to them. Now, when I one thing I can say for certain, two things for sure. A lot of people in my circle are parents, so I could go to them for guidance and watch them as it comes to parenting because I ain't nobody fucking parent. I'm a godmother, but I'm not a parent where I'm raising my own child, where I'm literally examining my friends and watching their parenting styles and how they implement and pour into their kids. The way that our parents used to say to us, you can be anything you want to be. You can do anything you want to do. But once you hit that pivotal age of 17, it's either college or get the hell out of my house, right? But that's only a lot in black cultures. Let's be real. Let's be let's be for real. Let's talk about it. It's literally in black cultures where your parents are ready to kick you out the nest at 17 and make you figure it out on your own. It should be more of a humbling, weaning situation, which is a lot of Africa, which is what a lot of Caucasians do. A lot of Africans, like original Africans, a lot of Italians, a lot of other ethnicities 
raise their kids to be ready for the world rather than just throwing them out there and figuring it out. Which is why the generational trauma still exists a lot for black culture because we're so used to trying to prove ourselves to societal norms that we don't think the process of it takes a village to raise a child. So if the child got to stay in a little bit longer until they're about 25 where they're able to stack their money up and put down that down payment for a house rather than going to an apartment, as a parent, that is your not your obligation, but that is how you are raising your child. Because no matter how old your child gets, your child's going to forever be your child. They're just not a child. But it's going to be a space where they're going to need that same support and encouragement. So why does it shift when we get in the older years than it does now in our younger years? Because technically at 17, 18, your brain ain't fully developed. You feel me? Like, your brain doesn't fully develop till you're like 25, 26. So technically, you're still in the adolescent stage. You're just legal enough to do things that an adult could do, but you're not truly a true adult. Hence why they have a young adult. Because technically, that's what you are by paper, but mentally, you ain't there yet. And it's crazy to watch all these kids nowadays have this, this standard of, I need to have a house, or I need to buy a new car. No, baby, you just need to be mentally stable. You need to be mentally stable, have the right people around you, not get conformed to what society wants you to be with the prison of pipeline or get caught up in drugs and warfare. Like that's what you need to focus on. Be go against the grain, not go with it. Be like a salmon, swim upstream, not down. Like do the opposite of everything they want you not to do. I think that's why I will safely say as a kid growing up, my mother never worried about me. Like scholastics, always did it without done activities I've always committed to because I wanted to do it like it was never a force type situation minus Girl Scouts because I was over that shit <laughs> but it's never anything forced it was more so I want you to be exposed because there are going to be things in life like how I was with Girl Scout prime example where adversity you're going to have to deal with people or deal with things that don't make you comfortable and I think that's why I'm so able to go against the grain without a fuck to give about how somebody feels. Why I still continue to do this podcast knowing one day somebody's going to hear my voice and be like, we want her. She's what we need. She's a part of this new generation of millennials. She's in, she's, you know, she's adequate. She has insight. She's doing a lot what others are doing, but she's doing it in a way where it works for her. You see what I'm saying? Like. It's not a competition because everybody can do this this realm. It's about what distinguishes me different from the others and what I'm bringing to the table to show you what I'm capable of doing. Again, we know I ain't got no back, background in no journalism or broadcasting, but we know that I've always been put in sense situations because of professionalism where oh, publicly speaking has been a thing. Learning to communicate and network has been a thing. Knowing the proper questions to ask has been a thing. Because little do people know, business and journalism go hand in hand. So I might have not been formally trained as a journalist, but I have some type of skill set because of my background in business and accounting where we have professional forums, which has groomed me to be able to have engaging conversations, which allowed me to still be here with y'all almost three years later and almost, what, over 100 episodes later of y'all constantly wanting more and still supporting me, which I thank you because clearly there's something that I'm saying that resonates with y'all. There's a real I'm speaking, which is what I stand on that y'all want to relate to. So who am I to tell myself my dream is too small for me not to get picked up by a network for my podcast? Who is it for me to tell myself that I won't have no work that's picked up by a public figure where they're rocking my custom? You see what I'm saying? In due time. But why I'm still encouraging myself even when the world doesn't want to encourage me. 
See, that's why we fall short. We're told to dream big as kids and discouraging. We're actually able to comprehend what a dream is. Once we know that a dream is really all nothing but a goal, now it's like the mindset switches. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to have this in a row. Plan, 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 plan. But there's never no execution. I'm guilty of it. I'll keep it 100 with you. This business, Be Real Relations, was a plan, 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 plan until execution happened. Just like this podcast was, oh, I want to do, I want to do, I want to do. Until my homegirl was like, I made a logo. Now it's like, you have to execute. Imagine how many times we've missed out on opportunities to go for our dreams, which is pretty much our goal, because we were so stagnant and afraid of fear. Faith over fear is always going to trump. Because if you have faith, faith and worry don't go together. Just like prayer and worry don't go together. You can't have faith in yourself to follow through if you're not going to follow up with yourself to make sure that you're going to make it to that final destination. You feel me? If your faith is not of that as a mustard seed, if you don't believe in yourself, how you gonna expect somebody else to believe in you? Like prime example, I I've been on my podcast for almost three years. I've only posted on my business page and occasionally my my personal page, right? I've had guests. I've done whatever. Not until my best friend was like, "Well, why don't you post clips on your on your TikTok? Like you've learned how to work TikTok. Use TikTok as a platform so your your stuff can get out there. Promote it on your Twitter because you got known people who are on your Twitter who look at your Twitter. Like stop con- stop making yourself so concise to Instagram and just your podcast in general. Make it known on all your platforms. Speak on yourself because ain't nobody promoting you better than you. And I had to stop and think like, damn, she right." Because I'm mad because I'm not getting I'm not getting the support I need to be able to flourish in my podcast. But what am I doing on my end to make sure that I'm meeting God halfway to get the stuff done? If I ain't promoting and putting myself out there because I'm too shy, then ain't nobody going to see nothing. I put a podcast episode out last week of The Play Yourself. You know how much engagement that podcast episode clip had? I put another one out just now, me and my homegirl Clarissa talking about the brown community and, you know, melanin and the pressures of having melanin in the brown community. The conversations are there. It's just me putting it out there. And it's like, how am I supposed to get, I'm, I'm only can be mad at me because I'm not believing in my own dream anymore. I'm expecting for some shit. I literally just wrote this in my journal. I'm expecting for shit to fall in my fucking lap out the sky and not put in the fucking work. Well, in order to get exposure, that means I got to constantly put myself out there because you just never know who might be watching. You feel me? Like, I have to start putting my best foot forward. Like, I'm working on a jacket now. There's this, like, dope artist that follow me. I'm like, you know what? I need to put my shit out there because I create customs and God forbid they see it and they retweet it and boom, here we are. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, word of mouth is the best communication and networking. But if I ain't doing the, the simple task, I can't expect much out of it. You gotta, you have to have a great risk comes great reward. I might not be a real people, people person, but I can't get mad that my dream not coming true. You feel me? Like my business is picking up, but I'm not doing it like I, I, I should be doing it. And I know this. So it's like, I can't expect but so much. But it's like, it's also at a point where I was talking about the pivotal age of teenagers when it comes to dreams is why do we have to go through the A to Z when plan A is always the answer? Like, we go through plans A through Z, and we were like, oh, yeah, we got a plan, a plan B, a backup plan. Like, but why have a backup to the original plan when the original plan could work? You just got to find out what are the necessary steps to make the plan work in your favor. You see what I'm saying? Make that plan work in your favor. I'm a podcast personality, correct. 
But Amanda Seals got a podcast. But what worked for Amanda Seals ain't going to work for me. It might be similar in messaging, but the way she promotes is not going to be how I promote for me because we're in two different spaces. Given she does have some notoriety, but also in our in our demeanor as people, like we're two totally different people. So what works for me might be on a raw and uncut where somebody else pick up my joint on some raw and uncut type shit. And hers might be a little sensitive, but more geared towards a, a certain demographic and target audience. Where my shit is like, I'm talking to everybody. I'm talking to young. I'm talking to old because I'm mainly addressing the old to let y'all know y'all got some stigmas that need to be broken. I'm addressing my fellow millennials because we're growing up in the age where it's time for us to speak the fuck out. Because now we're raising the kids that we want to see do better than us. And then you got the ones that are behind us who think they so grown. Tap in and tap into some real shit so you can learn something, young blood. You feel me? That's where I'm at. There ain't no target audience. My target audience is the black community because we need to start breaking these stigmas and the taboo. And my dream is to make myself so well known to having these uncomfortable conversations where there's actual research done, where that it's like it's not boring. You feel me? Where it's like it's a comical kind of some satire, but truth to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where I'm at. That's what I'm trying to attain. I'm trying to do some Angie Martinez type time. Yo, I respect Angie Martinez OD, yo. Because the way she built her career, it was just like, it just branched off. Like, and it just, it, it's just always been in her. And I feel like, why should I have to go through a plan B and say, oh, I should do X, Y, and Z, or I should have to have this particular this particular person on my podcast on it for my shit to blow up. Y'all haven't realized it by now, but I have access to a lot of public figures and I choose not to connect with them or put them on my podcast because I don't want them to be the reason why. But then my friend's like, well, what's the point of having the access if you don't use it? I'm like, yo, you right too. So now I'm like, yo, maybe I should contact some of my uh, public figures that I know to have them on the podcast because that might just be what I need to have eyes on me. You feel me? Like, I maybe do need to start using resources, but you know me. I'm modest as fuck. My ass be trying not to do too much. To certain things, it's doing too much, but it's like, I gotta feel like I'm bragging, but then I'm like, you're a Leo rising, which means in reality, it's in your first house. You're gonna shine regardless of what the fuck you do. Stop trying to hire, bitch. People gonna get mad regardless, so just do it. Make Give them a reason to be mad, at least. Don't let them assume. Let them be mad for a real fucking reason. You feel me? I mean... But it also comes in in the aspect of dreams and knowing delayed doesn't always mean denied. Like, sometimes delayed means denied because it's, you know, God's protection is the world's rejection, which which happens to be true at times. But also, it's moments where delayed doesn't mean denied. And I think Tabitha Brown is the prime example of delayed doesn't mean denied because she tried over 30 years to get into acting, get gigs, get herself off the ground, be really a part of the entertainment industry. While her husband took on the role of being the provider and, you know, having a stable job while she pursued her career. And lo and behold, not overnight success, but out of nowhere, you get the notoriety and respect you deserve that you've been grinding for for years and years and years. Where it's like when God said, I'm going to take off, he took off book deals, television shows, um, Emmy Awards. You know what I'm saying? Like Tabitha Brown is booked and busy, cookware, clothing wear, like when God says it's for you, it's for you, and it's not going to pass you. It's just not a time frame. But like my aunt always tells me, praise him in the hallway and do something else while you wait until that next door open. Like, look through the window and see the dream. And if you're in the hallway, just praise in the hallway because you can see the dream coming. You just got to go through another door. And right now, the door not open, and it's okay. So do something else while you wait. But be grateful while you're waiting.
That's the key. You got to still be grateful because you're not where you used to be and you know where you could be. And God got you in a position where you could be comfortable. Like right now, ooh, child, mm, God put this on my heart and I'm not going to cry. I am not going to be on my Mary J. Blige. I am not going to cry. I'm not going to shed one tear. God has me in a space right now where I may feel stagnant, right? But to him, he's like, baby girl, ah, you might, you might feel stagnant because that's what the world's make you feel like. But I'm preparing a table before you in the presence of your enemies so they can watch you be the table and they're going to want a seat. But I can't even tell you yet because you're going to tell them and that's going to defeat the whole purpose of just showing how good I am by you being able to share the graces I ain't even bestowed upon you yet. But it's all about how I think. Dreams are all about how you think. What is your thought process? If you think you're not going to get shit done and shit not going to get picked up, then shit not going to get picked up. If you think you're not going to be able to get the respect you deserve, then you ain't going to get the respect you deserve. I literally am creating jackets for one of my homegirls for her wedding, like a family portrait jackets, right? And I said to myself, mm, maybe this might be too much. It's my homegirl. Then the other part of me is like, no, girl, you're running a business. Your price is your price. And yesterday's price is not today's price. So if you charge her, with, you're charging her what you're worth. And if she can't pay it, then let her go elsewhere to find it. I had to start telling myself that. When people get upset about my pricing for my customs, it's like they're not meant to rock it. And it's not meant for you to sit here and make yourself, make yourself smaller in spaces if you outgrown. Let me say that again. Stop making yourself smaller in spaces you've outgrown. If your dream is just as big as you are, you're not going to be at step one and be around the same people at step one because your mindset is not there. Nonetheless, you've outgrown that mindset. And the motherfuckers who still there, let them be. It don't mean you better. It just means you got to learn how to deal with them on a level because they don't want to see you go higher than them because they know they're not moving nowhere because they're not putting in the work and they see you grinding. People who support me, I appreciate y'all. People who promote this podcast, who share or do whatever, I appreciate y'all. Because there's days I literally go on the app and it's like 50 downloads in one fucking day. I thank y'all. Y'all are why I'm still here. Y'all are why I still do this. Real talk, bruh. But I'm nothing without my supporters. I don't know y'all personally, but without y'all, there is no me. I can have a podcast, but if ain't nobody listening, it, what, am, what am I doing it for? If I'm not per constantly being consistent, what am I doing it for? Clarissa said it like there's no one hit wonder with me. There isn't. I'm not even going to sit here and be modest about it. I'm not a one hit nothing. If I do something, I'm dedicated. Despite what the fuck. My, my life right now could be a shambles for all y'all fucking know. And y'all still getting a podcast episode. Do it sound like my life going through shambles? Nah. Because I know my dreams are bigger than my moment that I'm in now. My moment now is not going to be my moment later. And my moment later can't be is only determined by the moments now that I'm taking to put in the effort to make my moment later greater. I don't know where I came that from, but I want to say I was inspired by um, Auntie Bevy Smith. Shout out to Bevy Smith. That's probably where it came from. But it's not on my time. You know what I'm saying? So my delay doesn't mean denied. It just means not right now. And I'm not in a space or position to question what God got going on. What the universe got going on, what the spiritual guys and ancestors got going on. I'm just supposed to be obeying and taking it one day at a time and do something better than I did the day before. That's my only job. You got to manifest the life you want, not the life you think you should have. I'm going to say it again. You have to manifest the life you want, not the life you think 
you should have. Cause thinking means that, uh, I might, I might deserve this. I might deserve notoriety. I might deserve being put on the map for my, for my, my talents. But manifesting means I know I deserve it. I have it. I am. I, I, I am. I have. I do. I can. It's more so I, it's an I am. I manifest this. I always manifest. I am. I don't know what other way to put it. Manifesting is what it is. It's an I am for me. I always manifest. That's what I go by because I speak it as if it's already happened. I'm speaking it as it's happening and I already know that it's going to happen. I told you my routine every morning, daily devotion and meditation. I wake up, I read my daily breads. I share them with my circle because what good is having the world if you can't speak of his greatness and abundance to others and share the gospel throughout the world, correct? Y'all, yeah, y'all know I'm still raised and rooted in the church. I might cuss, but y'all know God know my heart and y'all know my heart too. Don't play. But after I do that, what do I do? I grab my, I grab my scripting book. I script. I manifest. I am. I always manifest. I manifest. I speak the life that I have. I speak the life I deserve because I know I deserve it. And because I'm working to deserve it. Or I know it's going to happen because I know it's delayed, not denied. And then what else do I do? I go hit my journal. I script out the thoughts that I think. Y'all see the difference? I'm taking in what I, I'm taking in the daily bread. I'm scripting out what I know will happen because I know it's meant for me. And then I'm putting out thoughts that I think are happening or should happen to get out the negative so that the positive of my affirmations, of my I am's, of my manifestations, of my scripting overpower the book that I have in my journal. Mind you, this is this is something because y'all know I'm an analytical person and I'm very strategic. My scripting journal is smaller than my actual journal. And it's smaller because that's all I need is the faith that small. Because no matter the size, as long as it's getting out there that that's what I am, then I'm good. There's more worries to cast out on a, on a thought process than there is for me to have a, a knowledge of knowing. So I manifest the life I want, not the life I think I should have. And sometimes manifestations happen, manifestations happen different from what we want, what do we say we manifest? And I put it to you like this, where it's pretty much saying, I wanted to manifest this, but I got something better. I manifested this, but this happened. Instead. It's the point of, you know, you've earned it, so you deserve it. So you're just going to speak it as if it's already happened. And then I feel like also when it comes to dreams, as we get older, because kids can fall. They have the dream of wanting to walk. They have the dream of wanting to run. They want to do all the things that they see normal people do when you're babies. But they have the dream to know I'm going. They, they manifest. I'm going to walk one day. It's all on me on the day I feel I'm ready to take those steps. And when kids fall, we tell them, oh, it's okay. Dust yourself off. You just get back up and try again. Why is it that as we get older with adults, we're not saying the same thing? Dust yourself off, try again. Why is there so much shame and embarrassment? Why is it that with social media, there's also the social construct now of you can only post your wins but not post your losses. And when somebody poses their losses, it's the fact that they're giving too much information or nobody really cares. But that's really exactly what life is. It's a bunch of ups and downs. So why not post the losses and the wins? Because it took the losses and the failures to understand the winning and it means so much more to you because you have failed. I post my losses. I just don't do it right in the moment because I don't know what God got on. So I don't interfere with his work. But it ain't a time yet that I ain't told y'all the truth about what's going on with my losses. From being unemployed to losing a job to relationships. Like, I keep it 100 with y'all. Because I'm just be real. Just be for real. 
Just expressing self-satisfaction, that's what just stands for. And I'm going to always let y'all know how I feel about me. And I'm going to always let y'all know how y'all should be feeling about yourselves. Because you're that person. Period. To my females, males, gender, non-conforming, binary, non-binary, whatever you want to... you. All my people. Y'all all my people. Y'all know I spread across all parts of the communities. It's, it's intersectionality for me. I want to see all my people win. And I watched the interview today with Jason Lee and Remy Ma and Hitman Holla. And he was like, you shouldn't, Remy was like, you should never have to ask your people to support you. If you see it, promote it. Because if you have to ask, that means they're not your people. And that's a motherfucking fact. And I've come to that conclusion too in my dreams. My dream sometimes offends other people. Because I'm thinking so vastly and think so much of myself that it bothers them because they don't think that much of themselves. They think less of themselves or they don't see themselves past a certain place or a certain placeholder. So being around me as a friend, I'm going to tell you now, y'all can probably already tell. I got a big ass personality, big ass fucking personality with a big ass motherfucking mouth to match. (laughs) So I'm going to say what I feel and I'm going to feel what I say. And I'm standing on whatever I said. I'm not retracting no statement on nothing. Like, well, my, my word is my bond. But I command rooms because I have so much energy. And it's just a charismatic light that draws people like a moth to flame. To somebody who's not that appeasing to other people, it could fucking really, like, rub them wrong. Like, ew, why should I be sending attention? Ew. Where low-key, that's happened. I ain't gonna hold y'all. It's happened. Like, even in my relationships, I've had relationships, like, with people. Like, actual romantic relationships where my personality became an issue because they felt like they were being shadowed or blindsided like I was an eclipse and I'm like I ain't nobody trying to shine over you nigga I'm trying to make you shine with me like girlfriends ex-boyfriends whoever like that's what it's been it's like yo I want us in this together when I'm in the light we're in the light when you're in the light I'm in the light sometimes I need my light by myself you need your light by yourself that don't mean that I don't want you winning but again, it's all about people's mental perception because everybody's not on that, that emotional intelligence where they're able to step outside themselves to look at the bigger picture. But you want to know why? You just got to give grace. Grace is the key to unlock the door, but patience is, is the welcome mat. Okay? I'm going to say that for you one more time. We have to start giving ourselves more grace, space, and time. Grace is the key to unlock the door, but patience is its welcome mat. Grace is what we need, but patience, when we have the grace, is what's going to allow us to be able to tap into that. Because if the patience is the welcome mat, and you're walking through the door of grace, that means you already know that you're going to a space where you're going to have to give a little bit more, a little bit less. You're just going to have to accept for what's being provided and not think twice about it. And that's what we got to do with our dreams. We got to not think twice about it. Let that patience doormat welcome you into the grace you deserve yourself for still getting up every day, for still putting out content, for still creating and baking, even though nobody really knows you. Give yourself the grace as much as you do others, because trust and believe you're going to be the most hardest critic on yourself than anybody else. And as a Virgo, I know I am my biggest critic, baby. I be, I be cutting my ass up, which is probably why sometimes I cut my ass on my friends. And I ain't going to sit here and lie to y'all. Like, Virgos are probably somewhat judgmental. But I'm not judgmental to the point it's like, I feel like you're stupid for making that decision. It's on some. Did you look at all aspects of this? That's where I'm at with judgmental. Because I can see, like, this is not going to work for you because I know you as a person. But you went ahead and did it. So by all means, work for it. Like, do it. You know what I'm saying? 
But I'm probably my biggest critic. Where it's just like, just you're not producing enough. Just you're not doing it. It's like, girl, be happy you got up today. Be happy you didn't have a suicidal thought today. Be happy that you're breathing. Be happy that you're able to work out and kind of release some steam. Be happy that you want to journal rather than self-harm. Like, it's the grace I got to give myself to really keep it 100. Like, girl, it's okay to not be okay today and just rock out, girl. It's okay. And I feel like, like I said, with the babies, we applaud them. But as adults, it's like we just be so harsh and critical, mainly of ourselves, but as well as others. But you have to find the blessing in the no's as much as you do the yeses. You see what I'm saying? Find the blessing in the no's as much as you do the yeses, because a no is a blessing sometimes, too. Like I said, what I say, y'all, God's protection is the world's rejection glad we said it together glad we said it together we here in unison fam bam find the blessing in the nose because what you think you might want might not want you back and you chasing after it and whole time once you get it <laughs> fuck up your whole life fucks up your whole life and i don't even say that just as in dreams of people like oh relationship goals or I want to be this big rapper. Like you look at rappers now and you be like, yo, I want to be like so-and-so. And then you be like, damn, what so-and-so did to get there. You might not want to do what they did or somebody do whatever. Oh yeah. You don't know if she suck fucked or whatever to get to where she got to do. So you want to do it for her to get notoriety. You want somebody who got moral ethic and a moral compass or somebody who just don't give a fuck and they just trying to get the fame. Like that's what you got to be mindful of. Like, Find the blessing in the no, because you might be like, oh, I want to take this on. But it's like, well, damn, whole time I got to fuck homeboy and do quid quo pro in order for this to be aired. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Like, you don't know where that no might be deterring for you. For all you know, you might be like, oh, well, my friend's like, let's go to this party. My homeboy trying to get at you. Da, 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 da. You go to the party, homeboy literally trying to get at you. And whole time you get now into a whole situation shit where you're entangled with this nigga. And let's say, for instance, this nigga's abusive and he got a fucking STD and just fucking got it. Were you now living with a, a lifetime STD? All because you just wanted to be a jo uh, fucking uh, FOMO instead of JOMO. Fear missing out instead of the joy missing out. Because there's joys in the no. There's joys of the no. There's sometimes fear, but that's only because fear is something that it all comes down to us being having the options of knowing the tangible, of not knowing the next move, not knowing the known. I know that is me right now. Like, I'm like, I'm I'm fearful, but I'm not really fearful because it's like, I don't know the unknown, but me being such a structured person, it's like, that shit throws off my, my regimen. Like, well, what the fuck? But I, I got to realize everything's not going to be to a T. Everything's not fully planned out. So I got to take the no's compared to the yeses and the yeses that I'm getting. Sometimes there's a blessing in the yes. Where it's just like, I'm saying yes, and I wouldn't have normally said yes, but this is what propels my career. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just got to take both as blessings because you just never know. And always remember, what's for you won't pass you, baby. What God has planned for you will not pass you. And it'll only pass you because you're in the way of you. Okay? You're the one blocking your own blessing to not get it as quickly as you want it or when you're supposed to get it because you're still tied on to, you know, Quenisha and all the rest of them bitches that you know really don't like you, but you're trying to bring them with you. And God's like, nah, -uh. you still hanging out with Cody and the rest of them niggas that's around the block knowing that they robbing and stealing, hitting licks, knowing damn well you're trying to go legit and build a real business. Nah, -uh. 
you gotta you gotta know what's better for you because it's like, well, I'm not getting like I learned that the hard way. A lot of my blessings when I was manifesting, I was manifesting stuff later because I was hanging around motherfuckers who weren't supposed to be there when the blessing came. They're supposed to be gone. They're supposed to be gone, gone. And now, the, even though my friends say it's crazy that I detach so easily, but the art of detachment is simply knowing that the moment, I had a moment. The moment was great. I enjoyed the moment. Now the moment's over. It's now a memory. I can't force it. I can't do nothing with it. It's done. Okay, so on to the next. You can mourn it, but don't spend too much time dwelling on some shit that you know for real was out of your control because you knew it was only hindering you. What's for you won't pass unless you're in your own way. But trust and believe, if you you want a guy's favorites like me, he's going to spin the block unless you be like, so you ready now? You you here? You, we, we see each other? We, we together now? Because little do people know how vital networking is. Like, I network on, I don't know what anybody else uses their social media for, but I network out the ass on my social media. And I network so much to the point it's like, girl, why have we had a public figure on your podcast yet? Mind your business, we're coming there. I'm gonna, I told y'all, I'm, I'm even talking to myself in this dreams episode. I'm gonna start reaching out. I reached out before and I got it. I didn't get a response. So from one of my favorite public figures, I think that kind of discouraged me, but that's not gonna make me stop. Because there's other ones I literally have direct contact to that I can converse with. So I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to step back out. But you just got to gotta network. Like networking is your net worth. People use social media think that the followers are the thing. No, it's not about who follows you. It's about who values you as a person. Like, you know, these public figures got followers. But don't understand what they're following. <laughs> Did I say something? You understand people have so many followers on social media, but not understanding what they're following. Like, y'all think it's a joke when I say I literally only follow, I follow under 100 people. Because those are people who stimulate me to motivate me each day. Because I know I'm following motivation. I know I'm following encouragement. I know I'm following empowerment. I know I'm following somebody who's going to educate my mind. To step outside my comfort zone. To challenge my own mental thoughts. Why other people follow me? Is their business. But why I'm following who I follow is why it's for my own rhetoric. That's the difference between followers and following. Your followers follow you because it's something that you're able to contribute to them that brings them substance. Your following is what you're following for them to bring you substance. It's a never-ending cycle. But that's what the network is supposed to be about is networking with those who are in alignment. Because trust and believe, if somebody's not in alignment with you and you networking, you gonna know. You gonna know, because what did I say? You find the blessings in the no's like you do the yeses. All I gotta say to y'all is real simple. It's real simple. I'ma leave y'all with this. Dreams, believe in them. They're meant for you. They're tailored, watered, and nurtured by you and what your mind allows you to do. But never forget, align, approach, and attain. Align yourself with what you want and knowing how to get there. Approach it and approach your dreams as if this is the last end all be all. And attain it by making sure that your dreams continue to be real. As I always say on air, be real, be true, and always be apologetically you. I love y'all and I'll see y'all next month.